Hey, it's Chris. You're listening to SGB Stories on the Vacuum Seal. I'm not sure when I met JP's story or where, so let's just say it was at a backyard show in Avocado Heights in like 2010. He was wearing a black windbreaker and a bull's hat with lokes on top of it, and he gave me a lighter with his phone number on it that said, JP Story, your personal photographer. I later found out he painted and he rapped and he was down for anything. So we did this interview. Who are you? Why don't you introduce yourself? JP Story. JP Story. So you're an artist, you're a photographer, what are you? Existing. I don't really label anything like that. I just more or less been called that. But in JP Story ain't even my real name. It's like just something I go by, introduce myself as. Did you want to do this in a little bit of a JP Story character or did you want to do it totally straight? Like, what do you mean when I changed my name kind of thing? More or less, the idea was just I didn't think I would be doing what I'm doing, like as as who I was at that particular point in my life. So I was like, I'm going to change my name and I'm going to act like this person. But I couldn't use my real name because it didn't make sense to me. So I had to like say that I was JP Story. And I did this to people I knew. And they were telling me, oh, Story's a cool last name. Like I didn't know their last name, but like it was like they didn't know me at all. So when I was introducing myself as JP Story, it was kind of like a thing. Like people were like referring to me as JP, all this JP Story. And this is 2010 when I did this. And um, after about maybe about four or five months of JP Story, I had met Peace. And um, we were in my living room. This is when I lived in West Covina. And we were just, I was just trying to be cool with her and her buddy, you know, like... <laughs> This is where I live. You know, you like writing on things. I like writing on things. And I hadn't done nothing like that or anything like that, but I always identified with that. Or like, I didn't like people knowing that I did that. Anything, anything, did anything. We'll just say anything. You know, I don't want to say too much, but we did anything, you know. And um, so they were into it. And when they were in my house, I was just trying to be cool with them and cordial and stuff. And she was just picking up anything, and I was being really nice and stuff. And she opened one of my books, and it was all kinds of writing, dude, like, of my life up to that moment. Because I was just writing things down and going through stupid shit. And she had read this. And she had read a lot of pages of it. But I was like, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, hey, you're not supposed to be looking in there, you know? And uh, she was like, dude, are you, like, like, it rhymes. And I hadn't read anything back. I was just writing it with no periods, like, just writing it because I just didn't want to forget it. And she's like, do you rap and stuff? And I'm like, no. And she goes, she goes, I rap. And I said, really? Rap. And she rapped for me, dude. She sang me her song, which was, um, I'm late, I'm late, I'm really, really late. late. Paint on my hands, don't seem to understand. I had a plate of shrooms. I had to paint the rooms. The faces were there. I swear I would have shared, but I gotta go because I'm late. I'm late. No time to conversate. It was crazy, but she rapped to me. She's like, let's hear your rap. And I was like, nah, like, because mine were like songs. Mine were like, like punk songs. I even considered them like they were only like 25 words long and yelling most of the time, saying stupid shit, whatever. But she inspired me to write rap songs. So from that moment on, I started identifying as JP Story. I'm a rapper. I just started saying just dumbass things, dude, like just to see what people would say. Because keep in mind, you know, Chris, we're in these crowds, dude, with Eon and stuff, you know, and all these people. 
doing some pretty far out shit in my opinion, you know? And it seems like a lot of people were just acting, dude. And like, it didn't seem like a lot of people were being real and stuff like that. So I just decided I could do this. I could do the exact same thing. But from my place, I really mean it. And I, I really do identify with it. Like I will say that I'm a rapper. You know, I got no problem saying I'm a rapper. I got no problem saying I'm an artist. I take photographs. I just don't use those terms to identify myself. I don't say I'm an artist. I don't say I'm a photographer. But when people say it to me, I don't tell them, shut up. But I just don't, I don't look at it like that. Because keep in mind, everyone's got a phone in their hand. So everyone's taking a picture of shit all day, you know? So I don't look at it like an art, dude. I never have. But you've got those lighters that say your personal photographer, JP Story. What does that mean then? Does that is that a distinction from being an artist? Yes, because I'm yours. So like you're telling me what to do. I'm not doing it on the basis of me gaining anything. You know, if anything, you're gaining the fact that I'm your personal photographer and if you want a picture of that dog turd over there on the floor, because it's in the shape of a J, I could do that and make it as glamorous as possible for you because I think that's more entertaining than, you know, wanting to take your picture because I genuinely want to take your picture if you have a problem with it, I guess, or if you're not per se the most beautifulest thing in the world, I want to take your picture. Like, I like that idea. Like, I'm not a big fan of, of, uh, like, I've even had people say, oh, take my picture, take my picture, take my picture. And to where I'm, like, bored now of taking their picture. But in the sense that they want me to take their picture, I keep taking it because they're asking me to. Now there are people that, you know, are just photogenic, beautiful people. Have you ever met Eric Ugly Miller? Like, that is one handsome man. Like, I I love taking his picture because of how gorgeous he is. And then when people see their his picture, they're like, who's this? And, like, you know this man? I like, he's one of my best buddies. Like, yeah, I know that guy, you know? Like, I stand by him, too, because of what you're doing right now to his picture. Like, but again, I'm not seeking that. I'm not looking for, I'm not looking to take a picture because you're gorgeous, you know? Just taking a picture because it's cool to document or whatever, you know? Like, the other day I saw a real fight at the corner of my intersection at work. And the security guard's like, you looking at this? You looking at this, man? You check this out? And I looked, and he had his phone in his hand already to take the footage. There was a car leaving the facility, and they stopped and started looking, and they were pulling out their phone, and I wanted to take a picture of them two taking pictures of the fight. And then when I came inside, dude, I'm telling the story, like, just like I told you now, and they're like, did you take a picture? Like, they wanted to see the footage, and I'm like, no, I don't do that. Like, I can't say I did that, you know? It's weird. It's all... It's all funny to me, dude. Like, it's all, like, it doesn't make any sense to me that that anyone can call themselves an artist photographically uh, when everyone has the capable means of doing it. And it's such an ability that, like, yours does not matter. I don't care, you know, you send your photos to the middle of America because they have the greatest chemicals to develop your 35-millimeter negative film. And when it comes back, you're like, yes, this is gold. No, I could easily take that picture with a camera or a 10 year old could do it you know then their aunt could photoshop it or do whatever they have to do you know even the new camera now where you just take the picture and it silhouettes everything out that's amazing i look at that stuff and i go man i want to create a book with just that and call it just that like i just used this phone to make this book just to inspire people to go i could do that you know (laughs) you know and then they could all get behind my idea here that it doesn't matter what you're doing like 
It's all an act, dude. I honestly believe that. Even to the boss man that comes in with his, you know, his suit and stuff. You know, he's just playing a character. Like, he's the boss. So I had no problem changing my name to JP Story, dude, in 2010. Like, I really did not. It was, like, just something that I had to do. It didn't, it didn't make sense to me that J*** was the only person that fucking existed kind of thing. Like, oh, like, it was just me, you know? Like, it didn't make, it really didn't make sense to me to act like that, dude. Did you get treated differently? Absolutely. Immediately. From the fucking second we took off. Dude, keep in mind, my friends didn't change. Like, I wasn't in a new state. <laughs> like, I wasn't in a new, like, I had, I had, uh, I had Zubin not even believe me, dude. Until I sang BBW in its entirety to him in his ear. And he was like, that's pretty crazy, dude. That's pretty crazy. Like, you wrote that? I go, yeah. And Dylan sang every word with me to him. So he was kind of, like, looking around like, holy shit, I guess I got to call him JP now because, like, this is who he is now. People didn't believe me, bro. I was I was treated different immediately. Like, immediately. Immediately. Differently in what way? They saw you as an artist or they saw you as a rapper? I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know with that question how to answer it, dude, because... There were some people that were like, oh, this food's rapping about himself. Like, he ain't rapping about the streets or he ain't rapping about his hard times. He's, like, rapping about, like, how crazy he is and, like, how dumb he is and how, like... (laughs) And BBW, I say, I want to feed you this mustard hot dog. It won't take me that long to come, you know? And I just say dirty-ass shit in this BBW song. And one of my homies asks me, like, what do you mean, you know? Are you talking about your dick? And I'm like, no, I like mustard hot dogs. You know, like, that's my stance by that, because I put that line in there because I like mustard hot dogs. Like, I don't know why I put it in there. And that's how I defend a lot of my stuff. Like, I I like this picture, you know? Like, why do you take pictures of people throwing up? I actually like that picture, you know? Like, I like the guy throwing up. I like the guy helping him clean up the throw up. You know, I like all that shit, you know? I got pictures of a lot of people throwing up, you know, that I like. You have an entire section at the end of multiple books, I think. Kinds of things, all kinds of little situations. Uh, big D out the window because we didn't have time to pull over. Pictures taken like at forty miles per hour with stuff going everywhere. It's you know I haven't had the opportunity of late because everyone's gotten really good at beer drinking now and holding their booze. But if the opportunity arises, yeah. So you live in your dad's house now in LP, right? How did that happen? Yeah, that's a that was a joke on behalf of my life. Like I just decided. Uh, I was going to go back there because um, I didn't want to spend money. I didn't like. I don't like spending money. I really don't like. Um, I don't like giving money away for any important reason other than like what makes me happy, which is food and maybe giving it away. Like I don't care to spend money on anything, dude. I really don't. And uh, I didn't want to also look for anywhere new to live, anywhere new place to trust, kind of thing, you know. And the deadline literally had came to the moment where I couldn't stay where I was anymore because I had already given my time. Like I already said, I'm leaving. And then I was where I was going. Wasn't really logical thinking on my behalf because what I would have had to have been doing and living in that situation would really took a toll on my brain. Like what situation? Like I was asked nicely to, to just listen. 
like hey you know you can come here you could be here but like change you know like he makes seventy seven thousand dollars a year there's no need to act like a fucking idiot like you should be able to have a new car you should be able to have you know decent and i was being talked into this like you sleep on your friend's couch like why do you sleep on your friend's couch kind of joke you know and i can make you better and I, i really did think i wanted this like i really did like for a moment you know and the days leading up to it, I was like, I can't do this. Like, I, I realized, I realized, I, like, I, I, there was no way I was going to be able to grow up, get a haircut. Like, I wasn't going to be able to cut my hair, like, every, every week or something like that. I just wasn't going to be able to do this, dude. And I was really, I was really fucking low, dude, was sitting on my dad's couch. And I just kind of, like, asked him, like, hey, can I stay here tonight? And he's like, yeah, why, what's up? And I was like, I think I'm going to move out of the house. I gave him some bullshit. And I just haven't got kicked out yet. And I'm leaving soon, like literally like in the next week or two, because uh, my brother's just having another child and I don't want to be another kid there. Like it's it's kind of like, but again, I have to get into this mode where like now I got to give somebody a bunch of fucking money so I could just live, you know, where I'm not bugging nobody, you know, like and I, I really do feel like that. That's just how it is Doug. like this in my head. Like that's how I feel like that. I'm just bugging, you know. Do you want to stay in the area? I do because I think I've told you before I want to be mayor. So I've had the address, you know, because that's something that I have, you know, aspirations of doing. What's your history over here? Uh, moved over here in what, when I was like 12 or 13 in eighth grade to Gianna. And then like when I moved into, it wasn't like a real versatile skateboard friendly even you know even punk rock or cool hair which i don't i didn't i just had a skateboard under me i was skin bald when i moved here like people didn't like anything of you know i don't know there was a type of person that was living in la puente when i moved in i moved in right off of gemini and uh, zenith and azusa right there and it was different you were treated different dude if you were different you were treated different but if you were like gangster or you knew family or you had brothers in the area you were just treated different like and i didn't have any of that like I had to meet people and know people for years before I even got real cool and was even comfortable with walking the streets. Like, I mean, the one time that I was hit up really bad was in eighth grade when I first moved there and I was just bald, but they could tell that I was scared. Like immediately when they got off the car, they could tell I was scared and like almost crying right there on the sidewalk because I was about to get beat up by a bunch of gang members because I was bald, you know, but that's, that's just the city. It, there's a stigma to it about the people that live here. Like, people know it. You know, people feel it and stuff like that. But I like it. I like La Puente, dude. I really do. I don't even say that I'm from West Covina. I say that I'm, you know, from La Puente, you know. Even though I lived 12 years of my whole life in the beginning in West Covina. But, no, nah, I didn't start living until I moved to La Puente. Do you think it's turned into more of, like, a safe suburb? Yes and no. And what I mean by that is, like, just the other day, I got out my car at 3.30 in the morning because I work nights, and I got off my car, and I'm walking to my door, and there's a guy riding a bike in my middle of my street, like in a circle, like he's a shark in front of my house, and it was confusing to me. So I kind of, like, stared and looked at him, which you'd think would deter the man to, like, cruise on about his way. He just kept circling. So I was like, uh, maybe I'm in the wrong, you know? I just went inside. But, like, it was so, like, bizarre to me that this dude was just circling outside my house at 3.30 in the morning making eye contact with me. But it doesn't scare me. I'm not looking at the situation like, oh, I should be worried. I should phone somebody, the authorities of some type, you know. I I just went inside. 
But like you tell that story to someone, they'll be like, well, what was he doing? Well, I don't know. Damn it, I live in La Puente. I don't know what he was doing. You know, and then you tell my father. I tell my dad the story. 20 minutes later when he wakes up to go to work. And he's like, yeah, I seen him out there the other day. I'm trying to leave and he's in front of the car. And I'm like, what? But it's like normal. You know, it doesn't make sense. You know, I don't know. But that's everywhere. You know, you can't say that's just this town. It doesn't make us original is what I'm saying. But what makes us, I guess, original is that people don't know that this is a crazy place, you know, or that any city is really crazy because it's not Compton or, you know, whatever other city you want to tie a name to or a demographic to. Echo Park now, you know, or like how people say, oh, Highland Park's becoming a whatever town. I mean, I'm only repeating things I hear. I'm not repeating things like I really know, you know. Like, I could tell you there was a guy in my front yard the other day circling. Like, I could tell you that. You know, like, I saw this man circling the front of my house. You know, it's just crazy. It's, you know, but it's everywhere, bro. Like, you can't say it's unique, you know. You really can't. Where'd you get the name JP story from? That is, okay, JP is which is my real name. And then story is like, a name that my friend uh, Grimace gave me back in high school because he said, all you do is say dumb things that happen. Like, you don't talk about nothing. Like, you just say things that happen. You're just repeating things that happen. You're just telling stories, and I'll never forget that. And before that, he'd call me Goofy. He said, you laugh like Goofy, you sound like Goofy, you look like Goofy. That's what he would say. And uh, then he started calling me Story. And he gave nicknames to a lot of people. Like, he gave a nickname to Shoulders. He gave a nickname to my friend, uh, Lisette. He called her Liz Dog. Like, he just started saying people's names, nicknames. He just started giving nicknames to everybody. Was Story supposed to be an insult? Yeah. He was 100% as an insult. It wasn't wasn't like, oh, man, this guy's Story. You know, it was... (laughs) It wasn't like it wasn't like that. It was like, oh, this guy's fucking story. Like this guy's story, man. Story time. This guy just wants to talk and shit like that. Like, He's yeah. a fucking liar. Yeah, it it was the one hundred percent that dude. It was that dude. It was that. Like it really was that. Do you still know your any of your raps? Yeah, I could recite all of them to you, dude. Like did I you, I practice them. Yeah, which one you want to hear? You want to hear something funny, something true, something dumb? Like I mean, it's all there. My newest one. My newest one's the raunchiest one I've ever. <laughs> composed but that but i don't want to do that just because like i just don't like I, I couldn't say my dirtiest one right now like i really couldn't say my dirtiest one right now is there anything that could fix that situation what do you mean what's stopping you from saying the dirty one right now uh i guess you know at the hands of sounding you know repulsively crazy and like dirty and shit like you know that's Sounds just pretty yeah I'll do BBW. I got no problem with that one. It starts with BBW is what I want. BBW is what I need. BBW is what I feed. Uh, BBW is what I see. And then it goes, uh, big bad bitches make my switches go boom, boom, boom. When they walk into the room in their high heel shoes and their 50 inch waist, doesn't take much to get my cock standing straight. When all I want to do is feed your face with this mustard hot dog. It won't take that long, about a minute and a half for you to suck my dong. So come on, you fat bitch. Let's have some fun. BBW is what I want. BBW is what I flaunt. BBW is what I need. BBW is what I feed. Hey, you fat bitch, you remember me? I'm the motherfucker that made you scream each and every single day of the week, holding your feet, going balls deep, uh, just trying to get you to scream. JP, JP, but all you ever want to scream is poppy, poppy, 
Poppy, uh, too loud, cause your daddy found us downtown in a cheap, dingy motel. He kicked open the door, saw you on the floor, goggling my sperm. He called you a whore. Got, I got mad, so I got bored. Left your fat ass in distress. Skating uptown to the bong hell show. Saw me another fat ass hoe. Skated over to her. I said, hello. Hey, cutie pie. What's your name? I'm JP from La Puente. Not the gang, just the city. All damn boy. That is a pity, cause I like like thugs fuck you bitch watch me cut a rug bbw is what i want bbw is what i want bbw is what i need bbw is what i feed and then dylan has his part in coffee and cigarettes but the other night that's the only part i sang with rafa and his band and stuff have you seen that no it's on youtube i think that's a whole interview man all right jp thanks for coming on the vacuum seal no problem, dude. Thanks for uh, bugging me. That was JP's story with his SGV story. JP embodies something really essential about the San Gabriel Valley. I think it might be the way we dream unglamorously. Like the beauty of a rap tape no one's ever heard. Or the photogenic love of two drunks cleaning up their puke. Well, maybe photogenic's not the right word. But anyway, I'm Chris Greenspawn, and this is why I started the vacuum seal. And this is the last one, and let's bring it. Mind wondering, make it stop. Mind wondering, is there a god? Mind wondering, should I ask Ted? Mind wondering, am I dead? Days like the day when I'm super high, I carry conversations with my mind. Yeah, mostly talking about a better time in my boy life when I didn't have to rhyme. All I ever did was get a masturbate because that's not a crime. And Jay, my lady would say things like, JP, you'll be just fine. Dry your eye, I love you, Johnny, to the day you die. Mind wondering, make it stop. Mind wondering, is there a god? Mind wondering, should I ask Ted? Mind wondering, I am dead. You gotta stop talking, and you could have kept going, huh? All right, well let's try again. I think I feel it. Right. I think I feel it right now. I think I feel it right now. All right.